Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. When it comes to so many of the things that are pushed, not only on us as humans, but also, well, children are humans too, but also on our children, it is really, really easy to tell when we have a biblical worldview what is going on when the biblical sexual ethic is besmirched over and over again by our society and then we come to recognize quite clearly that we are wrestling against something that is not merely flesh and blood but that there are really rulers of darkness in this pre- in this realm that we live in outside of this realm even and it is so important that we recognize so clearly what is going on because on this episode what we're going to be talking about is Satan's gay agenda for your children. And with me today, as always, is the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel, to talk about specifically what Satan has been doing for quite a while and really the pipe that has burst and now is spreading everywhere. Yep, happy to be here and uh, sad content we have to deal with, but uh, it's it's imperative that parents, uh, everybody, is aware that there is a full-blown assault and there has been for some time, but it's being ramped up. I mean, it used to be little by little, and we'll be getting into that little phrase in a minute, but uh, now it's more like with a crowbar and a sledgehammer and in your face, in your children's face, and uh, it's it's coming soon. If you've got a family, you're going to be invaded by this spirit and by this indoctrination, and you're going to have to be ready to weather the storm in the Lord. Yeah, it's really interesting because one of the things that I've always wondered is we, we even look at a lot of different areas, just in our country alone. I know we have a lot of people from all over the globe that, that tune in, so I don't know how it is in their country in terms of elections and so forth. But even in our country, one of the things that has taken place is a lot of times, you know, for example, California, a lot of people say, man, I cannot handle handle some of the policies. People are like, hey, I can't handle the fact that babies are murdered here and nobody does anything to stop it. I don't want my tax dollars going to this, whatever it may be. And they say, I can't handle this. I'm going to go to a place where I trust the government. And they go out and they maybe go to a Texas or an Idaho and so forth. And a lot of times those places that were once, you know, considered red, and I'm not saying the Republican Party is perfect or anything like that, but they're trying to get an understanding here because these parents that are typically conservative in a lot of values go out and move out there. And then the place that was once very red in that regard now turns blue or purple at best. And they go, well, why is this happening? And people are like, that doesn't make any sense. It's the conservatives moving out there. But the problem is a lot of times they're moving out there to these colleges and their children are indoctrinated. And most of their children are the ones that come out pro-abortion, pro-gay marriage, all of those very things that are against everything that the Bible teaches. And they go, what happened? And they've been indoctrinated and inundated. And we're going to go over this almost like as a timeline, as we did in our series on Satan's sex scheme, where we went through a timeline to recognize where these things are going and where they've come from. And I think it's better because you keep hearing us, right? The gay agenda. You know, we have the video, the X-Men movies and the gay agenda, which we'll be talking about later. 
And people go, oh, well, you guys are always saying there's an agenda going on. Well, you know what? Let's talk about it from their own words. Yeah, they admit it. They admit it. In fact, they even say, Joe, that you and I are right. Yeah. And, I, and I'll let you hear it from their own I lips. I did a messages yeah. years and years ago called Satan's End Time Gay Agenda. And I show quotes and everything that showed it then. But people were like, ah, oh, you know, not, not believers that I know, but you see it in the media and so forth. In court case, that, of course, the enemy is very real, so there's a spiritual battle going on. But uh, And I've had quotes from them where they acknowledge as much, you know. But uh, what's come out lately with all kinds of gay folks, and oh, you can induce it, bro. It's crazy. No, it is. And just this last July. Uh, and by the way, let's get this yeah. up front. We love everybody. You know, yeah. red, brown, yellow, black, or white. So as far as our racial things go, I mean, uh, and I like to point out that, you know, Christians were at the forefront of the abolitionist movement, you know, Amen. Wesley, Wilberforce, and so forth. It was predominantly liberals and, you know, Democrats that were in the KKK, you know, and you go to the civil rights movement, it was conservatives that voted more uh, for, for civil rights and so forth. And you go, I mean, you just trace it because everything's like backwards today. And we, you know, we are all from Adam. We teach that we're all creating God's image and that we love everybody and anybody that knows us. We preach the truth and love to everybody indiscriminately. But at the same time, we don't equate behavior that God condemns as evil and destructive and pat people on the back and say, oh, that's fine, when that would actually do someone a disservice to love our neighbors ourselves. If I was caught up in homosexuality, and not just homosexuality, if I was involved in adultery, I would. Yep. And, and, and somebody didn't say, hey, Joe, what are you doing, man? You need to get right, man, because the Bible says adulterers and homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of God. I, that would be loving me if they knew better. I know better. I know what God's word says. I'm very convicted that his word is true. I have no doubt about it in my mind. And I was this agnostic slash atheist type of guy before. And I know it. So I, we're saying, we, we share this out of love. But it's imperative that we share with believers and those struggling maybe with this. And those totally on the other side of the fence. We love you, but we want you to know the truth. Because Satan is very real and there is an agenda. Yeah, I think that's that's a huge thing to get out right away. The fact is, is as you said, adultery, liars, thieves, uh, fornicators, and so forth. You are you're in the same boat. All sinners. Everybody needs to repent. Get right. <laughs> yeah. Get forgiven yeah. by Jesus. That's, that's one thing we all have in common is that we are all sinners. And the fact is, is that Jesus Christ died for us, which Amen. is great. And one of the great things is we'll point out First Corinthians chapter six verses 9 and 10 and it's very clear that fornicators adulterers homosexuals have no place in the kingdom of god but what's great is when we get to that verse 11 yeah such were some, some of, of you, you. so yeah. we're hoping if that's you today if you're an adulterer if you're actually if you're a porn addict if you're someone who watches porn on a regular basis if you're someone who's lusting after women or so forth whatever it may be we pray that you are one of the such were some of you and you would repent right now from that and that's our that's There's our freedom, goal. freedom in jesus you be set free hey. Amen. We have victory in Christ. So with all that, we do want to point out that this is an agenda. And we do want to point out that we are not the only ones saying it. Let's hear an admission from the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir. Yes, you heard that right. The San Francisco Gay Men's Choir came out with a song in July. And I'm going to read from the lyrics. And you know what? A lot of this is saying exactly what we've been saying, Joe. Mm -hmm. And so here we go. You think we're sinful. I don't think that's what the Bible says. But you fight against our rights. You say we all lead, li lead lives you can't respect. But you're scared. You think we'll corrupt your children if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. The song continues, we will convert your children. It happens little by little, quietly 
and subtly, and you will hardly notice. Joe, that's them saying it. Forget you and I. Yeah. The little by little. The fact that they say, hey, you, you say you're, you're scared. We're going to corrupt your children if our agenda goes unchecked. They call it their agenda. They say this one time, Joe. You're correct. Well, uh, a few more, few more of the words, too. You won't approve where we, well, you know, where they go at night. In other words, it's going to change their behavior. They're going to change their behavior. We'll convert your children. Yes, we will. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. Then they stay. The gay agenda is coming home. The gay agenda is here, you know. I mean, just some more lyrics. I mean, they're all bad, but it's like, wow. Now, what's interesting is they thought they were going to, you know, because what Satan always does is just push, push, push. And, and whether it's music, whether it's television, movies, a lot of times those in leadership of these things, they're not known to be the paragons of virtue, right? I mean, they're constantly pushing the envelope, trying to get darker and darker. And they let this out, and there was such a backlash. In fact, when it came out on YouTube, there was so only a handfuls of, of thumbs up, but there was a tons of thumbs downs on, on this. And it was like, wow. And they pulled it. So they privatized it. So if we air it right now, it'll get dinged. So otherwise we would play some of that for you. It's several, all these different guys, you know, just singing. And it's kind of like the Brady Bunch squares, but it's like multiplied by 30 or 40 times. And you're watching this and it's like, wow, so, so sad. So what this thing is though, is they came out and said, oh, well, this was tongue in cheek. But guess what? Caught, they let the cat out of the bag. Because listen to this quote when they're trying to... So on their social media sites, they came out, the representative for their uh, their, their band. Uh, it's an obvious lie. And the choir, yeah. Yeah, the choir. They say, quote, After decades of children being indoctrinated and taught intolerance for anyone who is other, okay? They're trying to say, well, Christians are indoctrinating their children. Well, you know what? The Bible says to teach our children sound doctrine. Doctrine means teaching. Uh, hopefully parents teach their children. And yes, we do teach our children, but there are children. Gays can't have children naturally together, okay? So they're not, they're not indoctrinating their own children that came from them. They want to indoctrinate our children, and they want to make our children, many of them, a harvest field because a lot of the older homosexuals like young boys, okay? That's been the agenda for a long time. So let me read this. After decades of children being indoctrinated, they say, and taught intolerance for anyone who is other, and that's a lie. Red, brown, yellow, black, or white. We're for everybody. And we're for anybody who's caught in sin to repent and get right with Jesus. We love you. We were there too. He said, they say this. After decades of children being indoctrinated and taught intolerance for anyone who was other, for using the Bible as a weapon to reparative therapy, it's our turn. It's our turn? In other words, you're admitting that that's exactly what you are trying to do with heterosexual children because you can't reproduce. So you're saying, hey, you've been indoctrinating your children, but now we're going to indoctrinate your children because you don't have children. They're coming after our children. And I mean, I think that's very, very revealing. For those who know, now it's our turn. Christians, you've been, you've been speaking to your children. Now it's our turn. And they're doing it in a myriad of ways, not just through this huge choir, but we're going to be addressing a lot of the ways whereby the enemy is trying to get into your heart, into your home, to your children, if you have children, or to your nephews, your nieces, your cousins, whoever, you. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things for us to understand, too, is let's use their what they said. First of all, the indoctrination, as they said. Second of all, they said little by little, subtly. Yeah. And the fact is, is when we look at this, this not only acceptance, right, and the pushing of the envelope over and over again, but this really started a long time ago, specifically how it came over here in America when we deal with directly the Satanist, Alester Crowley. Because Satanists or Alester Crowley pushed what? 
what was what was the family? Public, Public enemy. enemy number, number one. one. And Satanist Aleister Crowley was a pedophile himself. And guess what? This counterculture revolution that happened in the 60s, who are now the professors of the universities, right? That were yeah. involved in it as well. And then they're the people under their tutelage as well. But now we look at it and we see the real effects that Aleister Crowley actually has had on our culture even today. Yeah, he's had a huge effect. And I'm going to give a quote from him that I think is absolutely chilling. But we need to keep in mind that, I mean, I'm going to quote first from Gay Community News from some years ago, Mark Swift. He was a gay revolutionary. He wrote an article championing the homosexual agenda. He states straight out in the Gay Community News, we shall sodomize your sons. We shall seduce them in your schools, in your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your youth groups, churches, right? Your sons shall become our minions and do our bidding. And boy, has that happened, man. Many of those who were converted are the those on the front lines now, they will come to crave and adore us. All laws banning homosexual activity will be revoked. Instead, legislation shall be passed which engenders love between men. The family unit uh, will be abolished. Well, they're also going not just after men, they're going after children. But long before this, as you mentioned, Chad, uh, the Satanist, Alessa Crowley, who we've documented and they sold their souls for rock and roll, I show probably 10 different quotes where he admits being a Satanist and said he wanted to get hold of Satan's person become his chief of staff. And he talked about this coming new eon, which would be the, the philosophy, do what thou wilt. And that would be this permissive society. He said the word sin is restriction. So the idea was you could just do what thou wilt, uh, do anything you, you, you please and follow your own will, uh, that, that, you know, your inner will and so forth. Every man and every woman's a star and so forth. And he taught that, uh, you know, he, he, he taught that the age of Horus was uh, supplanting the age of Osiris and the age of Christ. And the Horus, the hawk-headed Egyptian god with Mahak's head, he said, I peck out the eyes of Jesus as he hangs upon the cross. How wicked is that? So he's talking about bringing in this new eon where there would be a superman race of elitists. And how could anybody follow that in their right mind, right? And that's why he's touched the book of the, book of the law, that they shall rule the many and the known, the few, shall rule the many and the known of the superman occult elitist. And it's what's happening right now. You have, just like, just like, uh, Adolf Hitler had the Brill Society, the Tule Society, had these different occult societies that were made up of a bunch of occultists, and he himself was an occultist and demon possessed. And you think it can happen, man? They were considered the most progressive society in in uh, Europe at the time. Well, guess what, man? We have uh, occultists now influencing our kids through the media and so forth. And uh, what Swift said here was interesting, but listen to what Crowley said. Aleister Crowley, known as the wickedest man in the world of his time. And as you know, Chad, he said that the family's public enemy number one. They want to destroy the family. He said, let me seduce the boys of England. Let me sedu- seduce the boys of England. He said, I shall fight openly for that which no living Englishman dare defend, even in secret, sodomy. Sodomy as it is, is an aristocratic virtue, he says, which our middle class had better imitate if they wish to be smart, you know. In other words, you're an idiot, you're dumb if you don't accept homosexuality, sodomy. And now that, of course, it wasn't accepted then, but guess, look at where we're at now, right? And he wants to seduce, by the way, he's promoting homosexuality, but he wants to seduce the boys of England. Now, this is what's crazy is when Alfred Kinsey went to uh, his Abbey of Thelema, which was in Sicily, and he got booted out of there uh, because of all the reports of sexual abuse and, and, and sacrifice and things like that. I went back up into the British Isles. Uh, 
Pomeroy, who, or I'm sorry, Kinsey, uh, author, you know, he did the, the, the books on human sexuality, most popular books that shaped our human psyche here in the United States of America regarding sexuality, uh, a very progressive liberal. Uh, well, what's interesting is he went there with Kenneth Anger, the co-founder of the Church of Satan. Okay, so you're talking co-founder of Church of Satan, going with Kinsey to Ab, the Crowley's Abbey of Thelema, and guess what? He took he they took the the whitewash, the you know the paint that was over Crowley's pictures depicting his orgies, and this is what Pomeroy, who was Kinsey's grad student lover, he was uh, the head of the uh, uh, Sex Institute in San Francisco, which we'll probably talk about a little bit later. Uh, it's considered the Harvard of Sex Institutes, Kinsey and Spahn. And Pomeroy says that he went to get Aleister Crowley's sex diaries, Kinsey, because Kinsey was using pedophiles, and we'll get more into Kinsey later, and to, to find out how kids reacted when they were molesting them. Kinsey! I mean, it's, this, these guys are wicked, man. So what, what's interesting is uh, he says... Uh, when so Crowley would be one of the pedophiles keeping sex diaries for Kinsey of what happens to kids when how young they are and when they ejaculate all this wicked perverse stuff. So what happens is he uh, he gets hold of this and we read this. It's what Pomeroy writes, okay, in his book. This is Wardell Pomeroy, Kinsey's associate, main associate, in his book Doctor Kinsey and the Institute of Sex Research. Quote: The great beast. Speaking of Crowley, because he called himself the beast, signed his name. The beast 666. We're talking about the Antichrist spirit here, guys. And now this is becoming mainstream, right? The great beast and his followers were against any kind of religion in any form except their own. That sounds like pure liberal intolerance, right? Uh, they uh, helped, they held group orgies as part of their ritual and included in them the small children. The walls inside were still painted in British Oriental colors and were covered with mo the most open, as Kinsey put it, sexual action pictures. Pictures of these orgies with little boys and little girls. Sick, man. It makes me want to vomit and cry at the same time. The remainder of the paintings were life-size representation of sexual activity, both homosexual and heterosexual, singly, doubly, and in groups, including children. I can't even believe he writes that. But we'll talk about Kinsey and Pomeroy and these guys a little bit later. But this starts with a Satanist organizer who wants to bring forth the age of the Antichrist, the new eon, and replace Christianity and bring a do-what-thou-wilt philosophy that even includes molesting children, molesting kids, and calling this freedom. It's wicked and it's perverse. And you have a lot of Crowley's followers in high places, whether it's in the media making movies, whether it's making music. We show that in They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll. We show that in regard to movies in our Hollywood's War on God in our video there. And we're getting ready, and our video's coming out pretty soon, uh, on a, a, you know Marvel and DC's War on God. And there'll be a subtitle of that because we're breaking it in several pieces and we're getting really, really close. I did my last main voiceover, so we're waiting on these guys now. Uh, anyway, uh, just I pray and hope that people's eyes are open to what's going on here because we're looking at Crowley is in the back of a lot of this movement. And there's a, he's, we don't rest against flesh and blood. He's just a man. But these the demonic entities are using people because Jesus said in the last days, this could be like it was in the days of Lot. How was it in the days of Lot? You had not just older people, but younger people, it says, joined together, coming to rape the lots of visitors in what they thought was going to be homosexual sex. And then you want LGBT history? Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, let's start yeah. there, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And one of the things that people don't realize as well, because we're trying to give you somewhat of a timeline here, because we have Aleister Crowley, we have people like, Timothy Leary, who ran for president, who was endorsed by the Beatles, 
who said that he was excited about what has happened and taken place in the 60s and counterculture movement. Fulfilling Crowley's words, he said. Because yeah. he was fulfilling Crowley, and he thought he would love yeah. to see the glories that he started. But also you have, in the gay liberation movement, you have somebody by the name of Harry Hay. Mm -hmm. Now, Harry Hay himself, also a follower of none other than Aleister Crowley. Yeah. And Harry Hay himself, as you can see, wearing, blazoned across his chest and back, NAMBLA walks with me. Now, Which stands for what? Yep. North American Man Boy Love Association. And that's the founder of the modern gay liberation movement. This is literally an entire. A lot of them movement. are after your kids, folks. Yeah, they're, Not yeah, all they're, they're after but children. Many of them. You couldn't even stomach reading their website and the things that are on there because it is so grotesque and so disgusting. And that is what they were pushing. And here's Harry Hay. Well, marching at the gay parade because, oh, well, he, they weren't accepted at that time. And don't forget Snapchat. By the way, we're talking about ancient times, right? This is a long time ago, right, that this was taking place. But even in modern times, you had a Snapchat filter during Gay Pride Month. They said, L love doesn't have and goes through age, you know, or I, I guess I buried the lead there, goes through people's race and, and so forth. And you could put that in there. And one of them was age. Love doesn't have an age yeah. and then they had to delete that because of the uproar but this is what they do they put it out there and then they bring it right back you don't think someone knew at snapchat what they were doing when they had a filter that said love doesn't have an age you think they didn't know what they were doing give me a break yeah and harry hay by the way is the founder of the gay liberation movement and i exposed that him way back in the soldier souls for rock and roll I have like a lot of time we spent on that whole aspect of the movement uh, Harry Hay was not only a member of Crowley's OTO, the Ordo Templi Orientis, uh, Crowley's satanic organization. Uh, he simply, he was purely satanic when you look at his writings and so forth. So uh, he, a lot of his Satanism, I'll say, is in the organization. Might be put, better put that way. Practicing his ceremonial magic, okay? And he talked about contacting demons and contacting Horus and I, or Iwas or Satan, which were sometimes synonymous for him. So it's interesting because he was a piano player you know, for them at the OTO. And they would have, you know, the, part of his instructions are sex magic, you know, having to do with contacting spirits and entities. And he was into pedophilia. Now it's illegal. And I'm not saying the OTOs here are all practicing that or the members are. But when you're into Crowley and that's what he was into, if you really care about truth and you care about kids, you would not want anything to, be, anything to do with this guy. Now it's interesting because he was also called the oldest hippie. Why was he called the oldest hippie? Because guess who he's hanging out with? Bunch of the teenagers, man. Bunch of the young hippies. As the oldest hippie, he was after the kids. He's marching with a NABLA placard, you know? North American Man Boy Love Association. So that's what a lot of that is about with, with regard to Crowley. And then Harry Hay is, prom is pr promoting among going after the youth. Hitler knew to go after the youth. You know, he has Hitler's Youth Army. Satan's done that over and over. He did it through Hitler. But then he did it in a different way because Crowley said, I'm going to turn to the United States of America. And there he'll be able to influence the masses. And then guess what? Do what thou wilt. Became do your own thing. It feels good. Do it. In the 60s, as he began to get promoted by the rock bands, and now he's promoted all over the place. Yeah, and in our recent docu-series that we did covering not only pornography, Satanism, sex trafficking, all of the things that we covered in that series, one of the things that we talked about specifically from Crowley was the fact that he had followers. I know you mentioned him earlier, and you're someone who actually visited, and I don't believe it was Kinsey's Institute, but Pomeroy started that sex institute yeah. that you mentioned, 
specifically, and you actually visited there. So maybe you could tell that story a little bit because I know you guys almost got arrested or, or threatened yeah. to be arrested when you visited oh, yeah, we got, Alfred Kinsey's Institute over there. Yeah, because, you know, that sex institute was started by Wardell Pomeroy, you're right. And he was, you know, if you watch the Kinsey movie, you know, Kinsey uh, starring Liam Neeson, you know, he's there kissing on and it shows just briefly, but people wouldn't know about what's going on there. Like, what's happening? Because it shows Liam Neeson, but doesn't sh show the graphic part where he gets kind of bloody in the bathroom. That's because Kinsey would mutilate himself sexually, just looking for, because of his depravity, sexually yeah. was so perverse. But it shows him kissing his student Pomeroy, right? So Pomeroy, in the movie, Liam Neeson kissing the guy that's playing Pomeroy. Well, he starts this sex institute in Frisco, and they have like, you know, instead of the Ten Commandments, they're ten, uh, 10 deals. In fact, you know what? I, I got some of that here. Uh, okay, so we have... Uh, by the way, he fought for incest, or he wrote about incest being to be acceptable in an article for Penthouse, a new look at incest, where he talks about And how this is Kinsey? Albert this Kinsey? is this is Pomeroy, his associate. Oh, Pomeroy, okay. Incest can be satisfying, non-threatening, and even enriching emotional experience. It's the kind of group we're dealing with. And the Frisco group was sexual uh, sexuality education and information council of the United States. And so Chris and I, we did the Kinsey syndrome, which you haven't seen, I encourage you to get it because it's we show it'll just blow you away. Which shows how it, 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 how it's influenced academics, how it's influenced the law with the, uh, the, the penal code, how it's influenced arts. And Hugh Hefner really promoted uh, Kinsey and his first issues of Playboy. It's just got its tentacles everywhere, uh, health classes and so forth. And but it's interesting because in this he talks about specifically, uh, and we 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 go in there and we basically go in there with our camera, and Chris on the camera, I'm there, and I start saying, hey. They, in your sexual rules, one of the rules is that we shall not discriminate sexually against people based on their age. I said, what's that mean? You know, I just said, hey, what's that mean? What does it mean not to discriminate against uh, people because of their age? Because that means, you know, and by the way, keep in mind that Pomeroy, who's headed up, who started the institute, was a founder, headed up for a while, he would go to court defending pedophiles. And he believed, and he, he wrote about how pedophilia, that we should lower the age of consent. Trying to let you guys know, you guys, it's not just about homosexuality. Okay, you know, but if someone chooses to disregard what God says in His Word about homosexuality, uh, you know that's going to be between them and their God. We've warned you, we love you, Lord, you know, save you, man, and, and give you repentance. But when it comes to my kids, man, or my grandkids, or Chad's kids, which are my grandkids, if it comes to, uh, you know what, you can talk about tolerance and everything else. You know what, I'm I'm sorry, we are very tolerant, man. But uh, our tolerance stops if you try to go after our children, and we're going to take a stand and rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Yeah, Christ. that includes indoctrination. And That's especially, right. Especially you know, if them. you try something physically as well. Um, but one of the things that you know you you see because we wanted to show specifically in our series, and I know you did this in the Kinsey syndrome as well in the video that we have available if you go to goodfight.org. But one of the things that you see very clearly is just Satan's fingerprint. I mean, you really do. And you see how he used Crowley. And Crowley allowed himself to be used in this way. And as Joe already mentioned, we may be dealing with flesh and blood people that Satan used. But ultimately, the one who used them is Satan himself. Because it says in Ephesians 2, verse 2, that the prince is the power of the air, that Satan works through the sons of disobedience. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 says you're either a, a temple work. of God or a temple of idols. So guess what? If you're not being used by God, it's more than likely... We know who's going to be using you. And that's exactly what took place. So you see from Aleister Crowley to Harry Hay to Alfred Kinsey. And now this is the old school. Now we kick it up to the new school because 
Maybe they don't get your child to sleep with, you know, an old man. I don't know. Maybe they don't get that. But well, what about before accepting you go there, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I found out I want to read a couple of these. So people yeah, no think problem. I'm just, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying things. This is uh, the 10 basic sexual rights of of, of Psychus, S-E-I-C-U-S. This is the Kinsey and Spahn, uh, Pomeroy-led and founded organization considered like the Harvard of Sex Institutes. Uh, the 10 basic sexual rights listed on their homepage for some time. Quote, the right to engage in sexual acts or activities of any kind whatsoever. And numbers, that's number six. And then, okay, number eight is the right to the pursuit of a satisfying consensual socio-sexual life free from political, legal, or religious interference for those, quote, disadvantaged because of age, including those that are disadvantaged because of age. What does that mean? In other words, if they're disadvantaged because you consider a five-year-old too young, that's a disadvantage. That's, I mean, when you look at what Pomeroy stood for and what he wrote about, it's hard to interpret that any way different, any, any different way. No, one, you know? 100%. And then we were in there, man, I, and one of the head guys came up, and there were people there, and we came in and said, hey, just asking questions, and he wouldn't answer, you know, oh, no, 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 you guys, you know, I'm going to call the police, you know. So that, we, we have that, we played that clip in our, in our, in our video, the Kinsey Syndrome as well. Yeah, and, and these things are important for you to understand the roots of all this because you're seeing that this was institutionalized and given kind of an academic view of sexuality that was completely a farce. These were the champion of so many liberals in liberal academia. Yeah. Kin Kinsey. Kinsey, and now it still is. Yeah. People are still studying Kinsey to this day. I just talked to a young woman who said when she was in college and she was a full-blown, you know, liberal and, yeah. you know, women, uh, you know, feminazi and so forth, that... that this is the the person, Kinsey, that she would read about and so forth. And that is a fact. That's what people have. You take a human sexuality course at your local college, guess what? You're going to read about Kinsey. Yeah, I guarantee and, don't, and don't forget, Kinsey's there at Crowley's, you know, Philema, you know, where, where these orgies took place. And he celebrated. He loved Crowley's writings. He talks about, you know, Pomeroy talks about he loves some of Crowley's writings. And, and keep in mind, he's there with a picture. We show a picture of Crowley that he's taking a stage picture with Kenneth Anger, the co-founder of the Church of Satan, who he goes with. We're talking about Satanism here, folks. Now, people wouldn't think, oh, Kinsey's a Satanist. But, you know, who is he hanging out with? What's he writing? Whose philosophies is he following? You know. Yeah, and then guess what got picked up from there? Who popularized Kinsey's research? Because not everyone is going to pick up his books on sexuality and read them. But guess what a lot of men started picking up? Playboy. And so what happened was, is Playboy mm -hmm. became the popularizer, the mouthpiece, according to Hugh Hefner, for Kinsey's research. Because now, the sexually suppressed, according to his own views, That's Hugh right. Hefner could then practice these things and have somebody tell him it's okay that you're, you're doing these You're the cutting edge of evolution. No, it, it's ridiculous. It's an absolute it's joke. Perversion and progressivism is really degressivism. It's wicked. And the truth is, is that so many people, because they were also sinning against God, against a biblical sexual ethic, and therefore looking at pornography and doing these things, I'm sure you did. You felt someone like a hypocrite coming out against. You look at porn while you're married, or period. You look at porn, looking at naked ladies in in magazines and on videos and so forth. But then you hate the homosexual. You are that person with the log in your eye, trying to take out the speck. That's who you are, and that's the hypocritical judgment that God, that Jesus specifically spoke about in Matthew chapter seven, verses one through five. It right, is so and that's important. why Christians, Christian pastors, uh, teachers, 
if you comment down and say, hey, homosexuality is wrong, look what this you know, person is about, but you don't speak against homosexuality, you don't speak against drunkenness, you don't speak against theft, you don't speak against greed, you don't speak against the harms and the wickedness of jealousy and so forth, or you don't deal with these things in your hearts as brothers and sisters in Christ, you're in trouble too. We all got to get right with Jesus. Yeah, pride. Yeah. <laughs> pride in whatever sin, and specifically pride in the sin of pride. We have to be careful about this and recognize that we're seeing these players. So let's see how the game has been played in more modern times. Because I know that when I was in high school, one of the biggest series that came out, one of the biggest movies uh, that came out was the Pirates of the Caribbean series. And I was exposing that when you were into that. Yeah, yeah. I was watching it on the, you know, I, I, that was before I was saved. But we were going to those movies on the midnight showings and all that stuff. And one of the things that was interesting is we actually have an article on goodfight.org that you can check out. You guys will be seeing it here that I'm going to read straight from that because we have a couple of quotes that I think are really, really important that are in that article. And it specifically mentions that Rolling Stone actually interviewed Johnny Depp regarding how he played the role of Captain Jack Sparrow. And he said there was the, the questioner said there was a certain gay undercut. And he said this, quote, this is Johnny Depp speaking. Well, there was a great book I read, Sodomy and the Pirate Tradition, a very interesting book. I wasn't exactly going for that with the character. And Keith is not a flamboyant in his action. Keith is pretty stealth. But with Jack, it was more like I liked the idea of being ambiguous, of taking this character and making everything a little bit questionable. Because women were thought to be bad luck on ships and these pirates would go out for years at a time so you know there is the possibility that one might lead to another like homosexual the possibility so it's like rewrite history but go on. yeah <laughs> you're lonely you have an extra ration of run cabin boy and by the way he's talking about keith richards kind yeah. of playing the role of keith richards from the from the rolling stones right, he took the mascara and do the if- feminine thing. And this was not just pointed out by Depp in terms of Rolling Stone asked him the question. Even Roger Ebert said, Depp seems to be channeling a drunken drag queen with his eyeliner and the way he minces ashore and slurs his dialogue dialogue ever so incessantly. Yeah. Very interesting, Joe, on this article because you talk about how he read this book and how Mm -hmm. he was going to use this character, this very popular character, Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow, and then he was going to act like Keith Richards, by the way, when you look at the Rolling Stones, we have... And Johnny Depp is very, very dark. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, deep dark. Oh, yeah, yeah. and he said he has demons. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a fact. That's in our Hollywood Unmasked yeah. mm-hmm. uh, um, videos as well. He's very it's clearly... It's spiritual word. They're and, channeling actors, and wait till you see our, our new Marvel DC thing, man. You're going to trip out. And you're going to trip. Yeah, and you see some of the stuff... What, what actors are channeling demons. And you see some of the stuff that took place with... Johnny Depp in his most recent relationship of him biting off his fingernails and writing in blood and yeah. just just weird dark stuff and these are the heroes of today these are That's the right. idols of today that everyone looks forward to but this is exactly what they've been trained to do and that is use historical figures I, I you've heard it about everybody right William Shakespeare was gay uh, Abraham Lincoln was gay you know Diedrich Bonhoeffer, they say, was gay now. Even some have gone to the Bible and said David and Jonathan were gay. And this is what happens. And this is actually a gay tactic. In fact, consider the following strategy by a popular gay manifesto advocating homosexual propaganda by Harvard-trained gay activists Hudson, Madsen, and Marshall This is part of their playbook. And this is 
why the assault is very real. This is why we need to read their game plan to recognize what's going on. Mm -hmm. Famous historical figures are especially useful to us for two reasons. First, they're invariably dead as a doornail, hence in no position to deny the truth and sue for libel. Second, and more serious, the virtues and accomplishments that make these historic gay figures admirable cannot be gainsaid or dismissed by the public since high school history textbooks have already set them in controvertible cement. By casting its violet spotlight on such revered heroes, in no time a skillful media campaign could have the gay community looking for the veritable fairy godmother to Western civilization. So take popular characters, Joe, even popular actual historical figures, and people that say, hey, man, they did all these great things. You know what we'll do? We'll make them gay, and they can't say anything because they're dead. That's right. I mean, it's a perfect strategy. If you're into lying and you don't care about truth and you care about do what thou wilt, just do your own thing, and then you could say you could take all, all kinds of historical figures, besmirch their, their, their you know, they, I imagine a lot of them wouldn't want to be known as gay if they weren't gay, and we know these characters are these historical figures, many of them, there's no evidence whatsoever that they were homosexuals. Many of them were married, but they, oh, really, they were gay on the side because they're looking for his, they're looking for heroes, you know. And of course, we're going to be getting into the super, you know, the superheroes pretty soon because you can make them look any way you want. You can change the origin stories and everything else. But uh, with regard to, uh, you know, Johnny Depp, you know, he was doing that with pirates and he's just playing into their playbook. And this and, and our kids, they're watching Johnny Depp. And he was the uh, when that movie came out, he was the actor, right? So kids are watching this guy prance around like a drag queen and with, with the mascara acting gay and effeminate, the way he's swinging his arm and stuff, and then the way he's talking and making it look attractive in some way. And a lot of kids were enamored with him. And we wonder why things have changed so radically. It's not by accident. You think they're saying to do this and then they're doing it and thinking, oh, but we had no influence on your kids. Uh, they're admitting there's an agenda. And they're admitting that uh, they're trying to be subtle, but we're calling it out. And, 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 you know, we'll probably get some persecution because of this. But, hey, we love the truth. And Jesus says all those, all those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And it's easy not to deal with these things and not to talk about these things and say, hey, you know, Chad and I talk, hey, you know, let's not talk about this because uh, we, can get, we can get persecuted because of this. No, man, we need to speak the truth in love because kids are being dragged to hell. Their lives are being destroyed. They're getting, I mean, a man and a woman, two become one flesh. That's how the Lord set it up. You can see biologically even, they're made for each other. They produce life. Two men don't produce life. They produce a lot of diseases. And that's biblical and that's biologically true too. The Bible warns that men will be with men and receiving their bodies, you know, the due penalty of their perversion. And it says, goes on to say in Romans 1, that they'll be given over to depraved minds and, and, and talks about being God-haters, you know, basically. And it talks about how uh, they will be against, the, you know, uh, they won't have family love, storge. They will be without family love. And Paul says in 2 Timothy, that men will be lovers of their own selves and covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Last days, his perilous times will come and they'll be without family love. So that's why you have Crowley heading this move, a lot of it's moving up uh, with, with his tentacles to Harry Hay, to uh, Pomeroy, to Kinsey saying family's public enemy number one. This is an assault on, on, on Christianity. It's an assault on Jesus. Directly, I mentioned earlier, Crowley said with Mahawk's head, I pick out the eyes of Jesus as he hangs upon the cross. And this is assault on our children. They're going after the most innocent. You know, we live in a country where they're already, already allowing the butcher of 60 million babies in the womb. And the ones that are alive, it's like, well, they want them for sexual perversion and experience. Many of them, not all of them. Yeah. But many of these that are pushing these kinds of things. And if they can't get that, uh, the fact is, is that they push this and they make it 
try to make it sound so normative that anyone with a differing opinion, I mean, it is completely blacklisted. Imagine a, a pro football player coming out and saying, hey, I believe in the biblical sexual ethic right now. And, and what kind of behavior would take place in terms of, you know, oh, well, Carl Nassib, he got a sack one day and he's gay, you know, so it's okay. Michael Sam was drafted in the seventh round and they, they push all this stuff. Could you imagine coming out with a biblical sexual ethic, the one that's actually right and in line with reality? And, the, and this is true. Your children at school and everywhere else, if they're in public school, it, without a doubt, if they believe in a biblical sexual ethic, one that is derived, derived from scripture, they are in the vast minority. And it's pushed so hard on them that guess what? When they get a little older, why do you think all these deconstruction stories are happening? One of the first live show, if not the first live show we ever did in this studio, Joe, was a deconstruction story regarding John Steingard of Hawk Nelson. And we have uh, done over and over again, when people make accusations against the Christian faith, we go and try to answer them, right? Whether it was Rhett and Link, who had the deconstruction story, whether it was Audio Adrenaline's lead singer, whether uh, who was also in DC Talk, whether it was most recently a, uh, a pastor of a mega church. And it always starts with the same thing. The first thing they deny is the biblical sexual ethic, what the Bible says on that subject. And once they deny that, that begins a thread that unravels the sweater that they go, you know what? I no longer trust the Bible. So guess what? I no longer believe like they do. I believe in the universal Christ, or I'm an agnostic yeah. now. And really, it's the starting point. So why are we going after this? Why are we recognizing the agenda that's happening? Because ultimately, what they're coming after is not simply to, I mean, yeah, obviously, they want them to be homosexual and so forth. But really, what they're doing is coming after God, because he is the one who has designed us the way he's designed us. So when they are coming against what the Bible clearly says, the special revelation that God has given us, his word Clearly, the first thing they're saying is, has God said? Has God really said that homosexuality is wrong? Has God really said that pedophilia is wrong? Has God really said that you're not really made male and female? You get to choose your gender based on how you feel. We wanted to show also, there's three different shows that Disney put out because we just talked about Pirates, which was put out by Disney. And now there's three different shows that Disney most recently put out because we talked about how this was leaking and now it's just a pipe burst before we even get into the superheroes. Because Disney, I'm going to read three well, different I shows. Brian Singer, but that's cool. yeah. I, I want to read this. Yeah, because we got that coming up. So I want them to see this first. Because what happens is, because everyone can like the superheroes, right? The grandparents, the little kids, everyone can like the superheroes. But what about the cartoons? Because oh, yeah. what we have here from Disney, you already have it in Pirates. This very That was much more subtle. Not so subtle anymore. In fact, I'm going to read from three different shows. Disney XD aired an episode of Star versus the Forces of Evil. What an interesting title. Entitled Just Friends, which featured the main characters attending a concert. When the charismatic boy band performs a romantic song, the venue full of concert goers starts kissing, including several same-sex couples. Guys, this is what's going on. The Owl House diversity quote-unquote, is making its way onto the Disney Channel. Disney has confirmed it has a bisexual lead character in the Owl House series, a 14-year-old Dominican girl who will be who is bisexual. Out. And this one was probably, I know our editor-in-chief back there, uh, Tommy, said he was trying to go through this, and he said this one was hard to even go through. He said, Out is a 3D animated short film with feature, which features a young gay man who has not yet come out to his parents, who unexpectedly has his mind magically swapped 
with his dog. So you get gay and witchcraft. Uh, then he says, the seventh short film in the Spark short series, it is both Disney's and Pixar's first short to feature a gay main character and storyline, including an on-screen same-sex kiss. Now, the cartoons, this has been a long time coming. Things like Family Guy have denigrated the Word of God over and over mm -hmm. again, and all the derivatives th thereof that came out of Family Guy and shows like it. The Simpsons, I think, were a precursor to that, South Park. These things where they're cartoons for kids. You see kids wearing Kenny shirts. You see kids wearing Stewie and all these guys and Bart Simpson, whatever it may be. And over and over again, it's the denigration of God just nonstop. And people watch it and think it's funny and laugh about it. And then now they're like, you know what? We've had that where adults are watching these cartoons, even though growing up as a kid, all the kids I knew watched that stuff. Mm -hmm. And now you have Disney coming out with these... Disney and Pixar are coming out with all these kissing scenes, specifically making them sexual. I mean, it is really, really heartbreaking. And if you didn't think they were after your kids, I hope you do now. I hope this is wide awake for you. And as Joe had already mentioned, and I know he's going to dig into X-Men when we get to that as well, but Out.com recently put out their eight different characters who are coming out this year coming out of the closet is what they're talking about. So I'm going to read from each one of these, Joe, and I want to get your reaction to it. I know you know that this was coming and many people didn't know this, but Batman and Robin, Robin, Tim Drake, and this is from out.com, Tim Drake, the third Robin and the most popular, also came out as bisexual this year. In an issue of Batman Urban Legends, Tim is hanging out with his friend Bernard and the friend is kidnapped. When Robin rescues him, Bernard confesses that he has a crush on Tim, not knowing it's him under the mask. Later that day, Tim visits Bernard, and the two decide to go on a date for real. Robin from Batman and Robin. I know they were wearing the skin-tight stuff, but it seems like now they're uh, making it known that they are gay. And specifically, Robin has always been pretty much feminine, in my mind, when you look at What's going on there with Batman and Robin, Joe? Would you agree with that? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's interesting because you look at even Robin, you know, and Robin is gay now. Well, we showed Batman and Robin years before, years earlier, where they seem to be being presented as gay, okay, in certain settings, right? Uh, but at the same time, and it's at least suggested that they have a gay relationship, which is interesting because Batman is more of a man and he's the boy wonder. So there's the pedophilia connection again. But now we have Robin, who uh, is now known as uh, Tim Drake, you know. Uh, he, he's the, the new Robin and uh, in the new continuity. And basically, he's on a date, he finds out. And he has this eye-opening moment. And then he's asked out again by this other guy who looks like a boy, by the way. You know, blue-eyed, little, uh, little blonde hair. Uh, Tim Drake, do you want to go on a date with me? Yeah, yeah, I think I would. You know, and you can see the caption right here, bro. So I'm not going to show all the captions and everything. Uh, so we have this happening over and over and over again. So yeah, so the next one that I was looking at as well uh, as we go through these is actually Loki. And that one has been popularized by being on Disney Plus as well. And this is something that took place that said, in an episode of his self-titled Disney Plus series, Loki is talking to a female version of himself named Sylvie. As the two get to know each other, Sylvie asks him, if he has any lovers out there, quote, would be princesses or perhaps another prince. And mm -hmm. Loki replies, a bit of both, 
Mm-hmm. I suspect bisexual. the same as you. Yeah, bisexual and also androgynous. They're yeah. able to to a pansexual, right? To switch whatever right. he wants. And he's presented as somewhat heroic in that new series that had just come out, a uh, television series, and and he's yeah, he's into uh, you know, she mentions the mailman after that in the series and so forth, and uh, and he basically is into guys and gals. And Loki is when you go to the Teutonic or Germanic languages. Loki was like the devil of the Germanic, you know, uh, folklore and so forth. And, and okay, yeah, I don't know if you want to no. move on because yeah, I, know, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much time we have, but we're moving pretty quick. Yeah, we're trying to move pretty quick, but I know we're, we're still up against it. But uh, the next one also, and this is another Marvel character, and this is one of the bigger Marvel characters, but Star-Lord. In an issue of Guardians of the Galaxy this year, it seemed like Star-Lord was killed, but he was really transported to the planet Marinus. In an alternate dimension, there, the comic showed him living for 140 years, eventually meeting and starting a relationship with a pair of sexy blue humanoids, Moors and Aradia. And you can see in the pictures, as you guys are seeing right now, guy and girl relationship in bed, one with another. <coughs> just just grotesque, grotesque. And this Star-Lord, this is played by Chris Pratt in The Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers, and so forth. I mean, this is this is a huge thing, and people are—they're bragging about this. Is all, everything I'm reading? All these quotes that I'm reading are from Out.com. They're bragging. They're excited that all these comic book characters. It seems, as we talked about in the beginning, it was a trickle thing, right? And now it's the floodgates have opened. Gay in your yeah. face. Yeah, it's not little by little, as the song was saying. It's like in your face. And in 2021, 2021. I'm we're looking 2020, 2021. A lot of these guys. Uh, 2019 in 2021 Alan Scott uh, and this is my wording the Green Lantern who is called an elder statesman of the DC universe announces to his children comes out of the closet that he is gay and then DC react, react uh, retroactively after 70 years or so right uh, changes his origin story making him the first gay superhero so now his history hasn't been gay but they're saying well actually he's been gay all along he's really the first gay superhero the Green Lantern and I've got pictures. I, I won't show them to you guys. I mean, no, we I'll, got them actually. I mean, they're they're going to be pulled, I don't know if you got pulled these up. Pictures. Oh, they'll pull yeah, them we up. Do. Okay, yeah, we got gotcha. you. But there's like pictures of all these guys kissing each other and stuff, and it's just like, and this is what. Keep in mind, the kids are here. The kids are watching. So keep in mind, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, I mean, people would they would think that's never going to it's never going to get that bad in this country where our kids would be inundated with gay relationships and with and sometimes it's older guys that look like they're with younger guys. You know, in some of these comics, and that fits the bill. And, no, it really, again, it really does. And, and uh, you know, it's interesting because you're talking about some of the comics. It seems like there were hints, right, or even you know, subtle, as they talked about, right, in their own song, subtle ways of of getting this stuff to us and indoctrinating us because that's what it's supposed to be. People get so enamored, and that's why they have. We have the canon of scripture, was which is the rule, right, the the ruler by which we we judge everything else from. And they actually have a canon when it comes to what they believe concerning these comics, and people are so addicted to these things. I mean, we, we were just we were just out at a meeting, and next thing you know, we're right next to a comic book store. It's eleven o'clock at night, and people are still completely mm-hmm. filled in there. And that has not. I mean, now you got the movies, but the most recent one that it hasn't even come out yet, but will be coming out in November is Fastus. And while Fastus has existed in the Marvel comics since the 1980s as a member of the Eternals. He was never portrayed as being gay in the comics. But the Eternals movie, another Marvel series movie that's out now, 
He comes out, and so will Fastus. In the film, we'll see him in his out and proud glory, complete with a loving husband and a son. So now your new Marvel movie, here you go. You got another character to be gay in your Eternal series. What people need to keep in mind, Chad, yeah. is these characters like, how these are these are writers. These these characters don't exist. It's fiction, okay? Yeah. And what people do, they'll but this guy's got better superpowers. And they're basically arguing about what this guy, what this writer said. And these writers are not regenerate. They're not saved. They're not born again. They don't love the Lord Jesus Christ and, and, and share the gospel and encourage people to be saved. They're so often promoting a wicked lifestyle. And the Bible says the non-believer that they're hostile in their minds toward God, that they're, as you mentioned earlier, Chad, like Ephesians chapter 2, uh, the, the, the spirit of disobedience, you know, the, the, the prince of power of the air works through the children of disobedience, you know, and there's a spiritual war we need to realize that we're in. And it's imperative that we realize that when you're looking at these characters, these are whatever they write them to be. And these kids by the millions have been picking up comics through the years, okay, being just inundated with the, 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 the perverse minds of the writers who are often trying to get away with as much as they can. I know that because I've studied the minds of these writers. We expose the minds of these writers. They talk about top writers are talked about on how they'll use a bullet and point it toward a kid's head that's coated with candy. I'm not, these are, this is a language being used of either writers or their good friends about their writing and that they'll use it as propaganda. One of the top writers talks about how he's like Joseph Goebbels, who was a propaganda minister for Hitler, but he's working on the kids with his propaganda and they're in touch with demons and spirits. Top writers, I'm not kidding you guys. You're going to be blown away. But I'm telling you right now, there is a real spiritual war and we need to be real, realize that we need to be protecting the hearts and minds of our children from the, a lot of the entertainment that's coming in the world is designed as subterfuge to whereby Satan. I mean, we're living this with life is pretty quick. I'm going to make sure yeah. you guard your hearts and you help guard your children's hearts. You pray with them. You, you show an example of what it means to love Christ and speak into their lives and, and guard them from a young age. If they're older and they're not under your influence right now, pray for them, reason with them, encourage them in Christ, but love them. Let them know that you love everybody, but Christ died for everybody and that they need to make sure that they're saved and they're guarding their hearts. The Bible says guard your heart with all diligence because out of it come the issues or the fountains of life. Yeah, amen. And one of the things we have to talk about, you know, because you've done an entire film on this, and I want to get to that director. We're not even going to touch on James Gunn and his pedophilic tweets that he put out there. But when it comes to X-Men, one of the things that X-Men did in their movies, and you you went over this in depth in our video, X the X-Men movies and the gay agenda, where you show very clearly that Brian Singer, the director, they were using the X-Men as this coming out idea, right? That really the powers are a picture of having the power of homosexuality. And really, when someone yeah. has this gift of homosexuality, where all of a sudden there's sexual proclivities that go against nature, that go against the very word of God, and of course they go against nature because they go against the word of God, when they see that, they actually are saying, this is actually a superpower, Joe. And these people need to come out and tell people, I have this superpower of gayness. And that's really what was going on in the X-Men movies. Is that right? Yeah. No, we show that. If, if people watch, you know, Brian Singer. Uh, I'll put a link in the description. The agenda. Uh, it's a riveting video clip, uh, 12 minutes longer, so I'm not sure how long. But we show quote after quote after quote from Brian Singer and other X-Men writers. You know, Brian Singer is the director and main writer of, some of the X-Men films admitting that they, you know, so you have 
a character taken from the X-Men comics, you know, he's changed and he's made into this, you know, military a leader and don't ask, don't tell, which in the, you know, armed forces in our country became the kind of rule where, you know, yeah, just don't ask, don't tell because, hey, you didn't want homosexuals. They said, if you know, men with men in the locker room and, or, you know, together uh, one another because it could create a problem. So you had this don't ask, don't tell policy. Well, that policy is with the X-Men, it becomes a metaphor. It becomes an allegorical to, hey, don't ask, don't tell, because these X-Men powers were analogous to coming out of the closet with regard to homosexuality. And Brian Singer, as a man that likes men, and it seems like from a lot of the evidence coming forth, it looks like boys too, is saying, hey, these boys that are coming of age is analogous to coming out of the closet and that homosexuals are actually a higher, uh, you know, a higher stage of evolutionary and the evolutionary process whereby they're sprouting wings or they're going so forth. So you have one of the X-Men, you know, being interrogated and he's, you know, talking about don't ask, don't tell and so forth. And we show line after line after line, which you can see, oh, wow, they admit it. We show them admitting over and over again that they're using a lot of the, uh, uh, that they're promoting homosexuality through the movies. Well, what's interesting is Brian Singer, uh, and we point out this years ago, before what happened just a few years ago, several years ago, we point out that Brian Singer was being accused uh, in his big old Hollywood mansion, you know, of, of uh, molesting, you know, uh, a child, well, a, a boy actor in his jacuzzi during a big sex, big, I shouldn't say sex party, a big mansion with a lot of his Hollywood friends. And guys, you guys, a lot of your clues, Hollywood is incredibly perverse, okay? A lot of these guys are into a lot of the wicked stuff. And we point out that, you know, from a long time ago that this happened uh, allegedly and that he was under, you know, and that's in our video. Well, guess what? Since then, 2017, he is directing Bohemian Rhapsody, huge movie, one of the biggest of the year, right? Uh, just a few years back. And, and right while he's directing it with just three weeks left, he's off his job. He's, what, why is Bryce Singer not? Ooh, now he's under new allegations from another guy, uh, another young guy. And there were a number of young people that came forth saying that he had, molested them. We want to encourage you now. Call upon Christ and make sure that you turn to Jesus because you got two huge problems. I'll just end with this. You and everybody, every, every one of us have huge, two huge problems. One, we're guilty of sin and we deserve judgment. Number two, we have a sinful fallen nature that's bent towards sin. Okay? That's why we talked about these different sins. We're all guilty. Amen? Jesus came because we're in double trouble to bring us out of those two major problems. He came to forgive us. That's why he died on the cross so we could be forgiven. But he also came to not only forgive us, but to live in us. And when he comes into us, when we put faith in him, we receive the Holy Spirit, we're born again, we're regenerated, and we're given strength to live new life. In fact, I didn't have, Chad didn't have, we didn't have lives before Christ. We didn't have the power to live a righteous life. Now we don't just live the way the Lord called us to, the best we can, not perfect, but we're going forward. And, and sin is the exception now instead of the rule in our lives. But we now are only forgiven, but we have the power to live those lives because we're new creations. The Bible says, if anyone be in Christ, Behold, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. And you can become new in Jesus. You can be forgiven and born again and empowered to live the Christian life if you turn to Jesus now. We hope and pray you do. We love all each and every one of you, man. Press on. God loves you. Go forward in Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-TRUTH. 
528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.